Yo, it's a stupidly small podcast. It's Wednesday, April 26, 2017. Hello, Lauren Clark. Hello, Stuart Farrell. Ooh, it's... We um, were, mm, I was going to say, we, we were a little bit... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we said that we would be in yesterday, forgetting it was Anzac Day, didn't we, Stuart Farrell? Yes, we, did. we don't work on public holidays anymore. No, we used to, but... We used to work uh, it every single day, remember? I know, that was. we were very proud of that. But then and, the big uh, money started rolling in. <laughs> did it? <laughs> did it. Yeah. It must have rock, you rolled into me. your house, <laughs> not mine. Trust me, I said. <laughs> um, so welcome to, what even day is it? Wednesday? Wednesday. Excellent. What even day is it? Well, I have no idea mm. about anything at the moment. So, uh, Stuart, I had a wonderful day that I was really looking forward to telling you about yesterday. Oh. Um, yeah, I just thought I would report in. You know how we report in various uh, domestic um, kind of uh, mishaps and so on? Yes. I've had a string of them. <clears throat> so okay. a really like hilarious comic timing string of them at the moment. And sorry about <laughs> the fact that there is a small child also timing, broadcasting. Really. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> Here's me with my domestic, uh, mm. what's the word I'm looking for? Stuff. Yeah, thanks. That's Shemuzzle. definitely what it was. Uh, anyway, I, no, I'm trying to find the word. I need to move on. Okay. Uh, mm. You know how sometimes it feels like the universe is just having a crack, <laughs> you know, like one thing will happen and you'll go, okay, I can deal with that. Mm. That's fine. And then another thing and then another thing. And then, mm. and then you just go, oh, come on. Like, come on. Who, what's going on here? And I, because I'm sort of not religious and so on, I, I, and I don't really believe in fate. I just think kind of things happen. How do we even get along? Yeah. Yeah. I just, whatever. The, the, the whole thing of like, um, uh, like so, so I do wonder. And, and in, in fact, it occurs to me that the only solution that science has, mm. that you know, you know how science is like, there was a big bang and we all exist. Like it's kind of um, just a kind of accident of like, the stars and stuff, right? Right. Well, there's another science version that science has come up with, which I know I've mentioned before, which is the fact that this whole world and everything about everything is a computer simulation. What? <laughs> and, yeah, and it's quite a like it's it's been studied a lot, like, and it's quite a um, who's computer? Well, this is the question you see because that's a God's great computer. that's a great way of of asking the question, right? It, because then it's sort of like, to me, it feels like science is being tempted by the ideas that religion has. So, like, you know, that we sort of desperately want there to be a narrative that makes sense of things, for instance. And I, and I feel like There is one, though, isn't there? What Hasn't that? science given us the narrative? Like, you, we started it off as... Uh, Sludge, yeah. and then sludge turned into round rolling balls of sludge, and then we move, you know, and then they've given us a progression to today. Totally, but it's not one where somebody else is in charge, and I think people kind of like the idea. Well, nature's that, in charge. Well, that's right, but nobody likes that idea because then they have to look after nature. I don't know. So there is a narrative, you know I mean? but we don't I, like it. I mean, I, 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 <laughs> I want another story. <laughs> that's yeah. it. Yeah. I think that's it. I really do. I mean, look, that's very... That, uh, that's so we made up God. Thing. So that, this is what I think. Science is trying to come up with another way that God can be real. And so there's this idea of the computer right. simulation. And so the other day I thought, if this is a computer simulation, like, well played for the comic timing. You've got a virus, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> exactly, Stuart mm. Farrell. So, I mean, 
Also, it's interesting what happens because, as you know, at the moment, it's been two of the most full-on weeks of my life, mm-hmm. or three. And, um, and so perspective, so, and I think we, we touched on this on Monday, perspective does a really interesting thing. So you kind of, you kind of like something will happen and you'll go, yeah, okay, uh, that just happened and it's not the biggest problem in my life, mm-hmm. so that's cool. Uh, but then also because of the emotional state you're in, you know, you'll be going along fine, going along fine, and then like a key won't work in a lock or something, and you're like, "Why? Why doesn't it?" Like, yeah. so, so perspective kind of you, you're, <laughs> you're on the double edge, either end of that scale. Yeah. Anyway, <clears throat> the reason I tell you this is that um, now it was Monday after we recorded the podcast. Yeah. We I uh, went and. You will remember that I had just, like, just, was just getting to the point where I was feeling okay with the state of the house, mm. right? The house had been a complete shamoz. Um, and I had had a lot of help from uh, family, which had been amazing. And I'd had, and I'd, I'd just slowly been, we'd, we'd been working on to make the place a little bit more functional. And I'd finally thought, hey, it's feeling okay. It's feeling okay. <laughs> Everything's okay. And I went into the kitchen and I thought, just before I get going with my day, I'm going to have a piece of toast. That's, mm. this was, I'm just going to sit down and have a piece of toast. Cheeky cat. And I got the breadboard. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is you can you can um, judge me all you like at the moment, Faz. Because oh, I no. tell you what, I am the opposite end of your scale at the no, moment. No, <laughs> no, I'm in South Loathing mode at the moment. Put it this way. Oh no! I walked past an empty McDonald's bag uh, the other the other morning. So oh, Faz, there's been a little uh, celebratory hamburger post uh, the Richmond oh. victory on uh, Monday oh. night. <laughs> No. Yes, and wow. I, uh, even this Wednesday morning, I am lo- self-loathing. Oh, you po- no. So, but that's the thing you got to get out of. You got to get into like it's cool positivity. Well, I'm you know, keep, I thought I'm my friend keep Biff, going, rather than like yeah, yeah, he has a big night, then has some maccas, but he's not large. So I thought, right. okay, I've made a little hump in the road, but yes. what I didn't do is get up in the morning and go and get hot cakes. So right, that's how <laughs> yeah. we'll play it. Okay, good. Yeah, Excellent. And also, you just need to just be positive and keep going rather than like, oh, well, I had that. I may as well have 14 more. Back you know to what Fatsville. I mean? Yeah. That's yeah, no. It. Not that's happening. It. Exactly. I'm stopping at it. I'm having some blueberries and yogurt after this. <laughs> good. <laughs> Anywho. Mm. What, what, uh, You're going to have some toast. Hey, so, we're going to have some toast. And I got the bread board, right? Cutting board, whatever you call it. And I had it. Just low in my hand and I went from one side of the room to the other and I like, I can't even tell you how light it was. Really lightly touched it, knocked it against the oven door. Now, is it a square chopping board? Rectangular. Yes, right here. And you, I am assuming then, have much like you can do with one of those um, precise hammers, connected it just the most perfect point with the glass of the oven? I just think what happened was, there's no other reason for it than this. Something had happened, like maybe one of the kids had hung off the door or something, and there was a slight crack in it. Do you know oh, how so that happens with your windscreen? You know what I mean? It's already been a crack, right? Uh, I don't know, but oh. I just it, I couldn't have touched it more lightly. It was like it was literally like if it was a if it was a comedy, it would have been like with a feather, like it was yeah. really that light. <laughs> yeah, and it was the most spectacular. It's this beautiful miele oven. Miele, and you know it's just gone. 
and it's just absolutely shattered. Did it right? pop? It popped yeah. for the next. I said, I for the, like I was on the phone to Miele having a lovely chat to them. Um, it's actually not how you say it when you. I, I can't. Fu- I thought that's how you said it. That was the first time I've ever been able to say because usually I'm going Miele, 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 Miele. So when no, you but said when you Miele, ring up, yes. When you ring up, it they say it differently on the answering machine. Hello, yeah. Simpson. <laughs> anyway, listen. So it shattered, right? <clears throat> and I'm in the kitchen in bare feet trying to make toast with a baby, and there's just glass, there's just like that. Uh-huh. And then, yes, like you said, it popped for like it went, and then just smash. <laughs> for the rest of, and I looked at it, and I, this is this is this perspective thing. Mm. As it happened, I literally said, "No, no, no, no!" And I like, <laughs> to myself, oh, and the baby. It was so bad. And then I looked at it, and I went, "Well, that's happened." Mm. And I packed, I backed out of the kitchen, padded out backwards, turned all the gas on, put and my- threw a match. In. <laughs> That sort of is what I did, metaphorically. I put my shoes on, I packed a bag for the kid and I got in the car and I left. I just went, I can't, because I couldn't possibly have, first of all, you need, the cleanup job was massive and you couldn't have tried to do it with a baby in the house. Okay. So I got in the car and I bailed and I rang Miele, however you say it. And I was on the phone for like, I don't even know, I was on the phone like just under an hour. And you know how that thing, this, this really annoys me. This has always annoyed me. Mm-hmm. If, I, if you make me, at the start of a phone conversation, give you all my details, identify myself, tell you who I am, give all my, you know, like the whole story, and then you put me, you put me on hold for a week and yeah. you put me in touch with some other moron, that other moron had better know all my details. That had better be in the system, you know. Did you uh, begin each conversation with the <laughs> moron? Uh, did that uh, <laughs> slow things I up didn't. a little bit? Right. And that's the thing. I sort of thought usually I would be fighting this. You know, usually I'd be like, no way. You mm. are coming over today. It is being done for free, like you know, all that stuff. <laughs> I just went, uh-huh, and then what? Uh-huh, okay, and then what? Not until next week, really? Okay, uh-huh. Mm-hmm. And I just became this whole uh, other person. Anyway, <clears throat> so that was that was point number one. Yes. Uh, actually, no, it wasn't. Point, that was point number two. Point number one was on the weekend we went to – we did the first sort of normal – we're trying to do some normal things, right, get back into normal life a bit. Heads doing the podcast. Exactly, right? And so we are going to uh, a kid's birthday party. Mm. <clears throat> Very uh, old friend of mine, the one who calls me Laurie. Um, La, the, the other one that calls you Laurie, you mean? <laughs> no, the actual real one who calls me Laurie. The other one. Her uh, small person was having a birthday. We were like, cool, let's do that. She lives half an hour away. So we, oh, God, her memory is suburb. No, grueling. <laughs> anyway, so we're on the way. And I do it on ways or whatever, and I find out I'm going to be like one minute late, but that's okay. That's good for you. That's early, really. <laughs> In lorry time. Shut up. So we're on the way, and then like literally like people keep going past sort of waving at us, and what? there's one chick, we pull up at the lights, and this one woman's like sort of mouthing things through the window. The jackpot right, puts the window down. She puts hers down. She oh, goes, your no. back tyre's flat. Oh, really? <laughs> so we have to pull over. We like, Basically, I mean, honestly, if, if the jackpot wasn't there, I would have had to Google how to change it, like how to, how to you know, blow up a tyre. Like it has been that long since I've had to do something you, like that. It's not actually hard. I've got a similar car to yours now. And, yeah. Uh, I, you know, I, I literally nearly texted you. 
<laughs> well, I had a, I had a similar sitch where a, a tire went down on me. Yeah. And, um, wow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's a great day. And um, Stuart, was what? it deliberate? That was no, it was not. Uh, all right, okay. If you moving didn't right go along, wow, then it case, wouldn't have been. Yeah, all right, moving along. Next trigger yes, warning. Similar car. And, yes, and I'm. I was able to. Change. The moral of the story is I was able to change a tire. Great story. <laughs> Amazing. Yeah. But the worst thing about it was. Yeah. And this is where uh, knickknack comes in. They wouldn't fix my tyres because they were too bald. Oh. So I had to buy new tyres. But oh, then my horse got up in one and won. paid for the tyres. So you so. know what's going on? What? It's, it's that bizarro world thing that they talk about in Superman and Seinfeld. Yeah. Everything. Yeah. Not everything, but where things are going wrong for me. Yeah. Uh, right for me. They seem yeah. to be going wrong for you. We're, yeah. Like, we're like a yin and yang type of situation. Yeah. Okay. Maybe we need to. Uh, How do you balance the universe? <laughs> <laughs> This isn't working for me. Yeah. So, even Stephen, you know, like lose twenty dollars, find twenty dollars, all that sort of stuff. <laughs> yeah, you're, yeah. You're the losing of the twenty. I'm finding your twenty on the street. You know, it's funny though because I so that so flat tire and then flat tire yeah. the next day. How did you and not know you had a flat tire? It happened really fast. Okay. And then, um, <clears throat> then the kitchen, and then oh yeah, then I the uh, the third thing. Mm. Is that I was is that at the end of that day? What day was it? Tuesday? No, sorry, Monday. I'm I'm I realize I'm like oh, I got to go pick the kid up. And then I realize oh my god, I've got to take her to swimming. And so I know this is like boring domestic talk, but I had to go home find swimming stuff mentally trying to put it in a bag while the baby's still in the car downstairs like just uh, mental thing and then I'm racing to, and then I pick her up and I'm speeding there not really but I'm like getting there really you are in a hurry. you're speeding with children shut up for swimming anyway lessons. I'm not we get there oh I'm like God. get change get change now come <laughs> on I'm like this horrible get taskmaster change. And everybody's you're making like, swimming such a pleasure lined, for the kids. I know, totally. <laughs> everybody's lined up, um, ready to go. And the woman goes, oh, her name's not down here. And then she goes, oh, she's booked into Richmond. <laughs> it's like the <laughs> other side of town for no no reason at all. Hmm. And it was literally, literally like a clerical error. Right. And I just looked at this woman and I was like, again, another time, I might fight this. Right now, I'm going to look benignly at you and go, okay then, thank you. Which is <laughs> what I did. And you anyway, walked. And no, no, there's no stopping two children once they're in bathers near the pool. So we had to go to the stupid pool for half an hour. But anyway. So you just did your own um, lessons, play time. No, yeah, they, were, they involved me standing on the edge going, no, nah, come <laughs> back here. Don't touch that. That's not yours. Uh, hey, don't put your head under there. That sounds like a children's book. Our last <laughs> trip to the pool. To the pool. I know. It's so true. Anyway, hmm. hey, back to your thing yeah. where you say, I know, Stu, do you think I thought about that? Uh, anyway, knowing you and the, you, you, you forensically pull apart every situation, put it back together. Mm. I did say you have. Sorry. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. Mm. Um, I why was I? Te- well, yes, no. Well, you were saying mm-hmm. you're you're getting good things and I'm getting bad things. Well, that's right. Well, now, the Tigers have won. I think six in a row. Is it six yeah, or five? Lozzie? six. So uh, yeah, as oh, this uh, definitely as ask this me. winning streak continues, mm. your bad luck. I'm afraid to say. However, I'm not sure that's quite true because think, I think you it's think how you're... you think think about things. And <laughs> I have had, um, you know, like as I said, probably the, the biggest mm-hmm. like what did you call it um, loss in my life happened yeah. in the last not even 
kind of, definitely, yeah. 100%. Um, completely uh, a shocking, horrible thing. Yes. And <clears throat> at the same time, one of the things that I feel the most is, and I know that I won't, won't soon and whatever at some point, but I sort of feel strong and I think the reason is that like everything else has been like, as I said uh, in the last podcast, people have been so wonderful and things have been, you know, like just other, there have been some other things that have happened just mm. serendipitously to do with work and various other things that have been quite lovely and wonderful mm-hmm. that, that have nothing to do with anything. It's just that the timing of them was that um, they are happening right now. And, you know, I I feel like that in a way I've got my own bizarro world inside, you know, where, where there are bad there things good, happening there and there good are good appearance. things happening that <clears throat> yeah. are that are kind of like making – it me also feel buoyed by mm-hmm. by the thought of the universe. So it's not a completely – I don't feel like I am just losing at life 100%. But I did think a couple of times <laughs> this well, week. Yeah. I thought this is good. Like if if it turns out this is a computer simulation, like well played to the jerk who's <laughs> in charge of it. <laughs> Stupid. Sorry, everyone. Hey. Your trumpet's broken. Yes. <laughs> My trumpet is broken. Uh, this is What's in Your Phone, everybody. Welcome to new listeners. Apologies. The last, yeah, the last uh, few days would have been a bizarre time to join in. But anyway, uh, we, um, this is the segment of the show where we talk about what's in our phone. And what is in my phone at the moment, speaking of trumpets, is um, an <laughs> good, article, good an article <laughs> that about Trump. You see, there's the connection. An article about Trump. But, but you know, there are four billion articles about Trump a day. And I, for one, am one of those people who is interested in the psychology of Trump. And I know there are lots of people saying, why are we deconstructing his psychology when actually, you know, it's his uh, policies, not that they exist really, but it's his kind of um, political approach mostly shaped by the team of evil people around him that we should be concerned about and all of that stuff. Mm-hmm. And I totally understand that. But somebody who, for me, from the absolute word go, had this, um, just held Trump and the current administration's feet to the fire in a very exacting way was David Remnick from The New Yorker. And okay. I don't, I don't, I think he's very clever and I've seen him speak and I've read his stuff before and I listened to the, all their podcasts and all that stuff. But on Trump, he, he, I try and read him as much as I can because he is, I, he, and, he, and he sort of said from the get-go, the media is going to have to get this right. We are going to not ha- – we're going to have to not let up because terrible, crazy, ridiculous things are going to happen and they're mm. going to be distracting and then it's going to be the new normal and everything's going to have shifted. And what we need to do is remember the America that we're trying to defend. Right. And he's really um, – he's just really great. Anyway – on this particular thing, a hundred days of Trump is the is the current article that I'm referring to, and I, and it's in the um it's I think it's been out for a bit, so some people probably read it. Right. But it's the hundredth day of Trump's you know time in office on the 29th, mm-hmm. April 29th, and well, that make it Saturday. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Saturday. Yeah, right. And it's uh it's also it, it, look. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna attempt to pithily boil down a David Remnick article about Trump, mm-hmm. but it is definitely worth 
reading, even just in an exercise of like by the end of it, you do realize what other journalism is is kind of skimping on. Like it, it kind of puts things into a focus and it really it does make you think he should be held to account and we need to, this needs to keep happening. Anyway, it it's doesn't really... seem like it's almost, it's possible at the moment, was he? Because well, I know, but everything's what? just bouncing off him, like the most I know, ridiculous I know. stuff. And then that's he right. just says, blah, blah, blah. And everyone goes, all right. It's yeah, I know. I know. That's right. And so I guess that's what I mean about this article. The more you read it, it's, I mean, I find this anyway, but the mm. more sort of depressing, um, you know, the more, the more kind of, awful and terrible everything is and the and the more people say it mm. the more we get this kind of fatigue right but if you write the way that Remnick writes and you just uh, you are just uh, he anchors it all in a very kind of um it's it sounds like look what you're doing to the to this country to our country that we all work together as a collective to, there's something very kind of empowering about it like i know that you're right, like you're totally right, and this piece isn't going to change anything, really. You know, it's not mm. like all the Trump supporters are going to read it and go, "Oh, really? Okay, <laughs> we'll change our minds or yeah. anything." But it, it, I just think that sort of writing—it's—it's it's the precision and it's the kind of, um, it's the, just the fact that he. He goes kind of he goes to everything. So he talks about who he is as a person, and he talks mm. about all of the, um, the big events and things like that. But it's not – it doesn't sound screechy and kind of, um, you know, like you're saying – he's saying the same things all over and over again. Yeah. I, it, I, okay. I'm, not, I'm not saying it's going to change everything. I'm just saying if you read it, by the end of it, I feel like you feel a little more grounded in it's, – it's nice to feel that smart people are thinking about this in a way that – and I think he is – he is a an imposing kind of intellectual figure, so there we will be smart people listening to him, and I, it just gives me a little bit of not hope, but it makes me feel a little like there are still there is still good journalism that happens in America, and I think American journalism it has been some of the best in the like in the last century. Like mm-hmm. it's just that they really do take their role seriously. And I just I, – I think if you read him on throughout the whole um, – like from before, from before Trump got in, he was saying – he was saying things like, this guy is dangerous and here's why he's dangerous and here's why we shouldn't be laughing at okay. him. You know? I, saw, I saw a good cartoon in The New Yorker the other day. I think it was in The New Yorker. And it was all the founding fathers <laughs> – I'm going to get this slightly wrong – but it was all the founding fathers standing around and sort of drafting <laughs> things. Yeah. And one of them goes, okay, but what if – Somebody gets in. No, somebody go, runs for office, and he's just so ludicrous that everybody finds him hilarious. And then he accidentally gets into office, and everyone's like, mm, like "That's a new problem that we hadn't thought about." And just that, I just, I, I think, I don't know. It maybe people will be depressed by it. I, it is depressing, but there's something empowering about the way it's written. Too. And that's in the current New Yorker. I'll put a link up. Yes, it is. Fantastic. Because uh, I've uh, cancelled my subscription, so thanks. Well, you know that there's a thing called the internet, old man. The what the hell? I know. It's amazing. Hey, yeah. um, before we – I haven't discussed this with you off air, but <laughs> before we go anywhere, I'm not going to be around for the last couple of days of this week. No. So this is technically uh, a very short week. We've done two podcasts. It's, it's the welcome back week. It's so. the welcome back week. Mm. And as I said, we are going to have to – like maybe do a bit of this sort of thing for a while. But this week is uh, the last couple of days of this week. I won't be here. Mm-hmm. 
and I'll hopefully be back Monday, but maybe Tuesday. We'll All see right. how we go. Well, look, Lozzie. Yep. Take care. And do you want to let the listeners know mm. over this little time when you're away? Yes. How they can get in contact. Well, they can give us a rating and a review, Stu. While mm-hmm. I'm away, that gives them lots of nice time to think about how they'd like to do that. We're on uh, iTunes. Six-star reviews for the new listeners, by the way. That's oh, yeah. our only standard. Six, only six stars. That's yeah. our standard. And congratulations again to the listener who figured out how to do that. That was outstanding. <laughs> and everybody's uh, been attempting to continue since. And um, we you can find us there. We're stupidly big or stupidly small in iTunes. But we're stupidly big everywhere else. Stupidly big on Facebook. Stupidly big on uh, Instagram. Twitter. You can go to our website. There's a contact us page there. We're stupidlybig.com. Stu Farrell. Yeah. Lozzie. <laughs> Lozzie, all the best for the, uh, the rest of your week. Uh, thoughts, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And speak to you next week. Thoughts, blah, blah, blah. I think well, that I was, the, that's I, the title of this episode, my friend. I didn't thoughts, want to get blah, blah, blah. Moochie. No, you're a wonderful boy. And I uh, thank you for your uh, support over the last little while. By the way, that's something I didn't tell everybody. I basically hired you for free for two days to come, <laughs> to come and help. And you just were like, it was like having my own little office lackey Monkey, yeah. running around. That was great. It was definitely a dynamic I think we could work with, Stu Farrell, moving I'm forward. I'm happy to be your monkey. <laughs> You're an excellent monkey. I will see you next week, my friend. Bye-bye.